0: Shalom. Thank you for listening to Progressively Jewish, the podcast where you can explore and connect to Judaism through a progressive Jewish lens. In this episode, on the theme of redemption, we're delighted to welcome Rabbi Margaret Jacobi of Birmingham Progressive Synagogue.
1: I'm currently plowing my way through Hilary Mantel's book a place of greater safety. It's a long book, nearly 900 pages in a small font. It describes the French Revolution through the lives of three of its central figures, Georges-Jacques Danton, Camille Desmoulins and Maximilian Robespierre. Each was very different, but found themselves leading a revolution against a corrupt royalty and an oppressive state. But as we know, the French Revolution ended up being equally oppressive. Thousands were slaughtered and the guillotine, ironically invented by doctor guillotin to be a painless means of execution, became an instrument of what was later called the terror. The book is vastly detailed and it's hard to keep track of the characters, but there is a fascination in seeing the characters evolve, knowing what they will carry out and what their fate will eventually be. It has certainly made me think about redemption and its cost. After all, isn't that what Danton, Robespierre, and Desmoulins were seeking for the French people? When we talk about redemption, how do we envisage the journey towards it and the end? Judaism talks about the redemption from Egypt and the redemption to come the final redemption. The redemption from Egypt was accompanied by suffering and bloodshed. Every firstborn of Egypt was killed, as it says in the book of Exodus, from the son of Pharaoh to the son of the slave girl at the mill. The innocent perished alongside the guilty. It seems as if every liberation has been followed by bloodshed The French Revolution stands alongside the Russian Revolution, which brought about liberation at the cost of further oppression and the murder of millions. Our liberal Haggadah tells us, No liberation is easy. In the upheaval, persecuted and persecutor, innocent and guilty, all will suffer. There is no liberation without pain. It is no wonder that two Talmudic sages, Ullah and Rabbi Yochanan, are quoted as saying of the coming of the Messiah, Let him come, but let me not see him. Their saying is interpreted as meaning that they did not wish to see the terrible events which were said to precede the coming of the Messiah. There was a strand of thought that the Messiah would come when things were as bad as they could get. After the Holocaust, there was a brief awakening of hope amongst some Jews that at least the Messiah would come. But equally, they may have recognised that the redemption itself would involve terrible suffering. They would have been conscious of the Bar Kokhba rebellion against the Romans in the 2nd second, second century CE when Bar Kokhba claimed to be the Messiah. In the aftermath of the rebellion, Thousands were cruelly persecuted for practising Judaism. So we have a problem. Do we hope for and work for redemption, accepting the suffering that will accompany it? Do we decide the cost is too great? Or can we find a middle way? The Talmudic debate in Tractate Sanhedrin suggests that we can the rabbis warned against the calculation of ends. They were concerned about the dangers of messianic speculation, only too aware of what the consequences could be. Yet they did not wish to reject the idea of a messiah and a final redemption. They knew that the hope of redemption had kept the Jewish people alive and would continue to do so in times of persecution and oppression but they imagined a different way of achieving it. Rav taught, all the predicted ends of the world have been and gone, and now everything depends on repentance and good deeds. John Rayner concludes in his article, Roadmap to the Messianic Age, in this way. Ultimately, everything depends, as Rav taught, on repentance and good deeds. On the attitudes of individual human beings, and to influence them to teach us to honour and respect, to cherish and love our fellow men and women, created in God's image, that must always be the primary task of religion. What I think John Rayner is suggesting and is also a central thread in Judaism, dating back at least to Rav in the 3rd century CE, is that we should not be diverted by the idea of political revolution. Certainly, we should work for a better world in any way we can, and that includes engaging in politics. But our primary task must be our concern for our fellow men and women. This will not bring about a revolution. It will not bring about our dream of redemption for all humankind tomorrow or even the day after. But slowly, gradually, we will attain the time of redemption our people have longed for throughout the ages. As it is said, even though it is long in coming, Still, I will continue to believe.
0: Thank you to Rabbi Margaret Jacoby, and thank you to Liberal Judaism, Reform Judaism and Leobeck College for supporting Progressively Jewish. Tomorrow, we look forward to welcoming Rabbi Mark Goldsmith of Edgware and Hendon Reform Synagogue.